Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a very special episode of Oh My God, They Were Teammates. Today, you will be enjoying the special stylings of Iris and Puff, our special spin-off episode due to real-world obligations. Both Mac and Steph can join us today. We might get a visit from our um, lovely um, intern later on, but for now, it's just uh, me and Puff. So you'll yep. be getting the specifically European-Canadian uh, POV. Uh, everything will be in Celsius, no more Fahrenheit. Um, um, I don't know. Everything will be in metric. Finally. Um, we're not doing imperial. Yeah, fuck that Unless shit. we're doing height. We're, so, like, the Canadian way is that, like, I think I sent you the chart where it's, like, how we measure stuff. And it's like, <laughs> oh, if it's distance, it's in me- in uh, metric. But if it's in, like, it's for a person's height that it's in feet. I don't know why we do this. Which is, you know, for our, our listeners, it's going to be extra interesting today. Uh, if you uh, do need stuff translated into freedom degrees and all that, uh, tough luck to you. Um, You'll just have to Google it. Yeah, you'll just, you know, do what the Canadians and Europeans usually have to do. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But this uh, this European and this Canadian uh, will uh, handle the podcast for today. We'll um, tell you a bunch of really cool stuff that's happened over the past couple of weeks. And I feel like we should start with probably the biggest event of the past couple of weeks is the All-Star Game. Um, yeah, so this is a special Iris and Puff spinoff episode of Oh My God, They Were Teammates. The podcast all... The podcast all about hockey's on and off the ice, the players. The narratives. The narratives. The teammates, the not teammates, the rivals, the, I don't know, neutral people. The, maybe not the neutral people, that's not that interesting. The players you love, the players you hate, the players yes. you love to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Puff. I am the resident Canadian, and Iris is the resident European, as we covered earlier. Thus, we will be in metric and Celsius. Um, Suck it. Yep. Um, I don't. Do you want to introduce yourself further, or do you think that's Um, good? I'm Iris. I'm from Europe. I love hockey. I'm recording this at like a little past midnight on a Friday. Um, Apologies if I like yawn or don't make any sense any more than usual. That's that's what we're at today. Um. Anyway, going back to the players you love, the players you hate, the players you love to hate. Yes. And the most important event of, I, w- I don't know the year, but the most important event since we last recorded, yeah. the All-Star Game. Because, well, if the NHL players aren't going to the Olympics, we're just going to focus on the All-Star Game. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, speaking of players you love to hate, Ovi couldn't go because he caught COVID. So instead we have Tom Wilson, which I'm sad that Mac and Steph couldn't be here for. Yeah. Honestly, I just I just love that um Ovi like conveniently caught COVID like the game before. And I'm not saying it's a hoax, but I'm also kind of saying it because Ovi's already been suspended like three times for um failing to attend the All-Star game. And um Steph said that she she would think it was fake, except that his wife was already on a plane to the U.S. to attend with him. 
Oh, so, no. uh, so, yeah, so I like to imagine that she touched down in Florida and then she got the call, like, honey, I have COVID, we can't go. She's like, okay, I'll just go to Miami without you. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure in Miami, bitch. In yeah. She was like, I'm just gonna go on vacation. Bye, hun. I mean, why the hell not? It's just funny yeah. that the Russian machine conveniently breaks right before the All-Star game. But instead, we get um, Caps legend Tom Wilson, a known fave of both Mac and Steph, mm-hmm. who actually opened the scoring at the All-Star game, like, what, 12 or 13 seconds into the game? Yeah, I believe he was the second fastest goal scored in the All-Star game, like, ever. I know it was a nice I goal, too. I who the faster too. one was. There was one person who was faster, but I don't remember yeah. who it was now. But it's um, still, like, well, the up. first All-Star game, welcome Tom Wilson. He was having fun with it, too. Yeah, no, they were booing him every time he came. Yeah. He was introduced for something, and he's just grinning. Like, you could tell he loved it. He was like, this is great. Like, the boos give me extra... Like, the boos give him power. It's it's, yes. it's just how it works. Well, Tom Wilson gets booed, and, like, they love... They love their hometown uh, players, so they really love the, the Vegas Golden Knights players. Mm-hmm. And there might have been some significant bias about the Vegas Golden Knights players, especially in the Breakaway Challenge, because we got to talk about the Breakaway Challenge. Because yes. in this house, we need to talk about Trevor Zegras, and he was fucking robbed. Well, I mean, I kind of get it because they want the home player to win. I don't like that they were like, yeah, John Ham cheating is funny. We'll just let him do it. I was like, what? Why? John Ham loves the blues, and Petrangelo was on the blues, and we'll just let him do it. It was. A little... That's the other thing I was going to say is that um, he's a big fan of the blues, and 19 is an important number for them. I believe that's the year they won the cup and yeah. something else. There was another reason it was important, but now I don't remember what it was. It was the year they won a cup. Wasn't Petra- Wasn't Petrangelo number 19 on the blues, or was that someone else? Might no. have been. That I don't know. Right. I don't care about the blues. I'm sorry. Me either. But, um, like, just, like, talking about the breakaway challenge, because, like, I watched a lot of this stuff afterwards because of time difference, and um, there was some good stuff in the breakaway challenge. Holy yeah. shit, that was so fun. So if you did not see it, let me yeah. just give a brief rundown. So Trevor Zegris, not part of the all-star teams, Boom. but so popular, yeah, got so viral based on his Michigan assist, and then I think Michigan... Was that before the Ulster game, the Michigan goal? I think it was, ah, uh, no, it was against the Habs. So, like, I, it... okay, we'll come back to that. Anyway, yeah. Um, so he, he's very, he's going viral essentially for his Michigan assist with Sonny Milano. And, uh, so they, the, the, the NHL is like, okay, we gotta market this guy. Or, or somebody else was like, NHL, you have to market this man. Yeah, because, like, he um, actually has a personality, which is, yeah. you know, something the NHL sorely needs. <laughs> yeah um so they invite him as a special guest to the nhl all-star game despite being an nhl player just so he can participate in the breakaway challenge <laughs> and uh so he brings all the mascots out gets him gets john gibson his teammate the anaheim goaltender to blindfold him um then goes skating out and uh his other there's a full it's a full on homage to the movie Dodgeball, by the way. Like he's wearing the outfit, he's blindfolded, and the mascots all come out with dodgeballs. Oh yeah, no, I forgot yeah. to mention the outfit. And then I, I believe also his uh teammate, the really good Anaheim player whose name is escaping me. Troy Terry. Thank you. I knew it started with a T. 
He's a 19, um, so you gotta... No. <laughs> and he, he also threw, threw a dodgeball, but he was told to miss. And so um, John Gibson said, I believe he said, yeah, I, had to, I was chosen to tie the blindfold because if I threw the dodgeball, I wouldn't have missed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, he might be right. Yeah. Yeah, so Trevor Zegers gets blindfolded, does this spinorama move, manages to score while blindfolded and getting dodgeballs thrown at him, although I think they were instructed to miss, but, like, whatever. I think one anyway. actually, like, bounced off a stick and hit him anyway, so. Yeah. And he didn't win! No, uh, yeah, and then, uh, he, I believe he got a score of 69, <laughs> <laughs> Which is the perfect score for for a guy like Trevor Zegers, yeah. let's be real. Jack Hughes uh, got the same Jack score Hughes. if he tied. Jack Hughes, yes. So he put on the cape, he said, let's, I think he did the breakaway first, then they were like, let's add a little magic to this, so he went back. Yeah. And then he got, like, this box, which apparently Emily Kaplan said um, in an interview or on Twitter or something that he had designed himself, and then he was, like, really self-conscious about it. He didn't want anyone to make fun of this box he oh, custom-designed. Oh, God, but it was so cute. And yeah, he had, yeah. like, Trevor Zegers came on to, like, put a cape on him. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very uh, a Patrick Kate and a Marion Hosta from years ago in the, in the All-Star game. Oh, Yeah, yeah. It felt like a Patrick Kane homage, which is very Trevor Zegras and, and Jack no, Hughes. Yeah, he's a huge the American Kane boys fan. love Patrick Kane. But yeah, like, the US, um, USNTDP. Yeah, National Team Development Program. But So he's got this box, and then he puts in like the little jersey and the mini stick, and I think there was something else. I there don't know what it was. Gloves, I think. That's it. Um, and then the, this kid comes out, and they're like, it's mini Jack Hughes, but it's actually, like, the equipment manager's kid, so I, I love to imagine him yeah, going but- into the locker room, like, can I borrow a child? So, <laughs> you guys are old, right? Does anybody have, like, a kid that looks vaguely like me that I can take to Vegas? Yeah, the devil's equipment manager's kid, and, like, yeah. perfectly dressed as Jack Hughes, like, with the, with the jersey, with the gloves, with all the little details, and then he pulls the exact move that Jack Hughes has also pulled, like completely in sync. Both throw their sticks over the glass, like yeah, simultaneously. It's it's that was after they scored perfectly like, like, timed to mimic, yeah. the, mimic the Sally that Jack Hughes yeah. did. It was it was very well done. I thought it was very funny. But if, and if you're wondering what the winner did, Alex Petriangelo, uh, he had the Vegas drum line, and then he missed. He didn't even score. <laughs> he didn't even score, and he won. Yeah. Like, sorry, like, okay. sorry, Kurt Russell's son, but, like, the the goaltender for, for at least part of this was um the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, oh. if that means anything to you at all. I don't know who Kurt Russell is. Uh, I know that the, um, action the movie, goaltender... Action legend. I do know that the, uh, the goaltender Wyatt Russell, he yeah. is the new Captain America in the, uh, Falcon versus... Not Falcon, Falcon and the Winter versus... Soldier, yeah. And also and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And also and the son he, of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Yeah, but he's also good friends with Cam Talbot. Like they played on a juniors yeah. team together. And so uh he, when he uh when he signed up for it, I believe he texted Cam Talbot the news and then Cam Talbot texted him back and he's like, Don't come, this is my thing. <laughs> he's like, Don't That's you so have good. you're an act he's like, You you've got Hollywood. Don't take my thing. It was which I thought was really good. And honestly, Cam Talbot was really good at the All-Star game, so I think he still won. The Central didn't end yeah, up winning. Yeah, the goalie's really committed, which I was surprised yeah. by. I was like, usually they just kind of sit there because there's only one goalie, and otherwise you've got like the best forwards in the league. There was a yeah. surprising lack of defensemen for, I believe, the Pacific team. and The Pacific had one 
defense. The Pacific had one, but there was another team, but now I'm forgetting which one it was. No, the cent- the Central originally only had one, but then uh, Nate McKinnon couldn't go, and they were like, let's just put Yossi in there so they at least have two defensemen. Yeah. But I also, I think, um, the, I think, uh, uh, I think it was the Metro maybe, where it was like, uh, a Brindam- they interviewed Rod Brindamore and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll just make my guys play defense, like playing, making Sebastian Ajo yeah. play defense. And then, uh, Peter DeBoer, they were like, oh, how's it going? Like, he, he lost, right? Pacific, Pacific lost, lost like, like right yeah. away. Yeah. And he was like, well, I probably wasn't coaching that well because I'm hungover. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, speaking of hungover, speaking of hungover, we forgot a breakaway challenge, the Alex the Brinket hangover homage, oh, yeah. with the baby, and with like the Mike Tyson lookalike, and he got Derek Carr out there, like, I didn't even get that one, I've never seen a hangover, I was like, this is a lot of references, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is very, like, it just feels like the American boys like they like they grew up watching these breakaway challenges and they were like once i mm-hmm. grow up and once i'm in the nhl i'm gonna do something really cool and it's like hangover references oh, yeah. and dodgeball references they've all been practicing since they were like 12 which yeah. shows because kirill kaprizov showed up and all he did was change his jersey to an obi jersey no no which, but don't like, get me wrong really got to me but it was also so was- good it was so good because he like did all the mannerisms like the the Gatorade toss and the the hot stick Sally but also like Ovi got a lot of shit for um being this really excitable flamboyant mm-hmm. uh especially with his Sally's so like to see the young Russian kids like really celebrate that that was really cool like it wasn't ever going to win Mm-hmm. but it was cool to see. Yeah, no, I did like that, and yeah. I love that he was such a fan of Ovi, and I think they FaceTimed before that or something? I don't remember. And and Kuznetsov, um, who was there, yeah. like, gave him all the, the details he needed, and yeah. it was just really well done. Oh, no, it was Ovi commented after, and he said, yeah. what did he say? Not bad. Not bad, Not bad, I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is um, very Ovi. Yes. And then Kuznetsov, um, I I saw this interview from him after. I don't know when they did this interview, but I found it after the All-Star game, and I believe that's when it was released, where he's talking about like how there's this culture in Russia where you want to be stoic, and sometimes yeah. people think he's dumb because he is very expressive. And he's like, but I don't want to like do that to my kids. I don't want to make them feel that they have to lock it down or whatever and he was like i don't want my kids to be professional athletes because this is such a hard life on you emotionally and i was like oh that was that was actually yeah we should link that uh make a note of that because that was a really interesting interview with uh, afghani kuznetsov and Mm -hmm. because you know he also has a bit of a rep and there Mm -hmm. are issues there but it's like really interesting to hear these guys say um i don't want my kids to do this because we do have a lot of like hockey families like speaking of uh we have uh keith and brady kachuk who are now the first father-son duo to have to appear in multiple all-star games the fourth the fourth the fourth i'm sorry may the fourth be with you um (laughs) we're in february so the fourth father-son duo to ascend multiple um all-star games and i still think it's very very rude of the people not to vote matthew kachuk in because i have a massive matthew kachuk bias but also like do we remember the 2020 All-Star Game when Leon Dreisaitl was asked about potentially having to share the ice with Matthew Kachuk and going, what would you do? Like, I'd probably get off the get ice. Get off the ice. Ugh. 
I love that. And then, and not. then he does this little staff, self-satisfied smirk, which I'm just oh. obsessed with. Yeah, where he's I just love like, that cocky, I'm so funny. He's like cocky, sarcastic German asshole vibe. I just love that. I also really enjoyed when the Blues, the Senators, and the Flames social media made like a pact to try and get all their fans to vote in Brady and Matthew and Robert Thomas together. They were like, yeah. reunite them! Do a reunion! They're basically fa- Robert. Robert is basic like Robert Thomas is basically family. Like he was like their billet brother. So, yeah, he was their billet brother. Yeah, when, yeah. Um, because he stayed with the Blues back when uh, Keith Kachuk was a Blue, but before Brady and Matthew had like left. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, it didn't work for which, either no, of them. No, it for didn't work. The Alliance, sadly. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to remember which team it was that replied to this, and they were like, "Hey!" And then I believe it was the Senators was like, "Do you have a Kachuk?" <laughs> I think it was the Oilers. Oh, it was the Oilers. I yeah. think it was the Oilers, and then I messaged you going like, "They could have had a Kachuk. They could have, but, but they picked Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah, which um, excellent choice. Yeah. I mean, but excellent also choice. imagining that narrative just does things to me. Sorry." No, I get you. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so Brady Kachuk. Um, he wasn't actually he didn't actually get voted in, but somebody couldn't go, so he no. Went. Um, wasn't? well, it was because um Drake Batherson got uh he was the sense representative. Oh, that was it. And he got injured on that awful hit by the Buffalo goalie Aaron Dell, who got suspended for that. Yeah. By the way, and he, he couldn't go. Uh, so because he has I think a high ankle sprain, so he's like out for another six weeks or so so uh brady was kind of like the next man up probably didn't have any plans and uh he was in and i I, he was having a lot of fun i think but he was mostly like i watched that i don't even remember what they called it like the blackjack one yeah and uh he was he was put in that and you could tell that he was like what am i doing here but he was having a good time but um that's that's like isn't that the brady vibe in general like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing when i'm having fun yeah yeah, but uh, Joe Pavelski just wiped the board with them all on that one. So yeah, which was very funny because he shows up and the and the announcers are like, Joe Pavelski, thirty seven years old, he the could oldest be oldest man alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's bas- the- basically fossilized. It's it's like, it's it's like that Monty Python bird sketch. Like he's pining for the fjords. Like all these euphemisms of like him. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Being about to die. Okay. This is it's where okay. my European shows up. It's fine. I'll I'll link it <laughs> later. But it's like it's like you know, if you were a Horace, he would be like one step from the glue factory. That's how they were talking yeah, about Joe Pavelski. That's how they were talking about Joe Pavelski. He was captain of the central, by the way, because Nate McKinnon fractured his face <laughs> nose. It's hit got hit got hit in the face with his own stick it was just yeah i hope they don't fix it too much like i know he needs like facial surgery because he did break his nose but i kind of yeah. i think it looks kind of charming a little bit crooked so yeah, i don't i hope is, they don't fix but it this too is nate much. mckinnon who got his teeth fixed even though he knew he was going to continue playing hockey and probably risk his teeth again like he's he's a little more vain than people give him credit for that's for sure Yes, but I don't want him to do it. And really, they should all just take into account what I want. Um, like Connor should grow his hair longer. I want the flow back. So really, he should like Connor McDavid. He yeah. needs to grow his hair back just because specifically I would like that. And 
you know, like things we would like, like the HD should allow more ridiculous things like Johnny Hockey wanting to light a stick on fire. Like that's the sort of stuff. And they were like, no. And then I believe they let somebody in the KHL do it. Yeah. And he was like, ah, that's not fair. Johnny not is fair. tiny. Like he was, he looked even younger back then, which is so funny because, oh, who was it? No, was this was somebody wasn't... else. This no, wasn't wait, the no, year no. that Voracek made him play as his kid, right? This was another year. It, it might have been. I don't remember if they were separate years. But uh, I don't remember who went first, but somebody else went first with one of the equipment manager's kids. Yeah. Somebody's kid, Because not that's their what own you kid. do when you need a yeah. kid. You just like pick a random equipment manager. For the breakaway kid. challenge, right? And then Voracek yeah. had the breakaway challenge next. And then he pulls out Johnny Hockey and like does the same thing. With Johnny yeah. Hockey as if he was, like, a little kid. And you can see all the NHL players are just cracking themselves up. And Johnny Hockey played along very, very well. Yeah, I know, right? I, like, I I thought he was a good sport about it. I would, yeah. like, I, because I don't think that was pre-planned. And I would no. have been kind of mad, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that Johnny can make fun of his, his um, diminutive stature. <laughs> so yeah, sick. but speaking of kids... At the All-Star game, we gotta talk about the real MVP. Yes, baby, baby, Gavin Giroux, who was having the absolute yes. best time. I know. Like, um, he got to fly heard... out with Gritty, and yeah. he got to hang out with all the players, and he just... Oh there's this God. such there's this really cute clip of a bunch of the kids playing in the room, and there's like Gavin Giroux, and there's uh Stephen Stamkos' kid who I don't remember the name of, but he really wanted to see the Zamboni. <laughs> All I know is and, the Zamboni. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and so the kids are mostly playing with mini sticks, and then you see Gavin Giroux with like a full size stick, but he's two and a half, so he's like, <laughs> that's so cute. He's just so cute, and I just the content has been so good. Yes. For that over the weekend, it was just. I believe the uh, Metro group chat actually said because Claude Giroux got voted as the uh, MVP of the yeah. event, right? Yeah, you got voted as All Star MVP. The Metro group chat said, "No, the real MVP is Gavin," which I agree with. Yeah, that's that's what we decided on here at Oh, oh my God, they were teammates. Like Gavin Giroux yeah, is Gavin, the real MVP of the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of very cute. I I don't pay attention to the blues, so this is like the Same. very first time that, or not the first time, but this is like the first time I paid attention to Jordan Kiru. I hope I'm pronouncing Kairu, it correctly. Actually, Kairu. Yeah, and he he was just so cute. <laughs> I was like, he you're was adorable. so excited to be there. And yeah, he was so much. Fun. He was so fast. Boy, went he zoom. He was so fast. There was this little moment with him mic'd up, but now I don't remember what he said. They like asked him about who he was most excited to play with or something, yeah. and he. He said Connor McDavid or something, and then Connor yeah. said something back, and I don't I don't remember what it was now, but I remember it was funny. <laughs> That's not helpful. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I'm sure Matt can have like a sound bit near somewhere of yeah. us talking like random shit. But it was just um, it was like some of the because so many guys like dropped out of the All Star game due to injuries and a bunch of stuff. Like the assignments for some of the events were so random. Yeah, I loved Evgeny Kuznetsov trying to do fastest skater because yeah. he wasn't really supposed to be there. And then you get guys like Kill Makar is fast, by the way. Kill Makar mm-hmm. is actually really fast. But I don't think, like, I wanted to see Kill Makar do the breakaway challenge mm. because the edge work, the way he moves. Oh, but um, speaking of 
I don't I don't even know how my brain made this leap, but um, oh, you know, can't wait to hear it. <laughs> um, it's the ADHD, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. So you need personality for the breakaway challenge, right? Yeah. Speaking of lack of personality, we have Connor McDavid taking over the social media for uh, I don't even remember what it was. Rogers, something. Rogers, yeah, and it was just like the saddest social media takeover I've ever seen, where he was like posting these stories, and it was like, "Hey guys, new skates. Did you see these on the story yesterday, or is this the first time you've seen them?" And I was like, "This is just like the saddest media takeover I've ever seen in my life." Like Connor, come on, your buddy Alex DeBrinket is right there. Like. Let him help you. But he did say something really cute where he implied that he leaves the TV on for Lenny when he goes and plays. Like his dog Lenny, he implies that he leaves the game on it's... so Lenny can watch him play hockey. <laughs> Which I'm like, obsessed with. He saves all his personality for his dog. Like, yeah. I think even in the Oilers calendar, like, the quotes about his dog were the best Yeah, I don't know part. if he wrote that, but I think maybe Lauren wrote that, but yeah. Either way, like... You can just like even like him bench pressing, bench pressing his dog and all that. Like, the best Connor McDavid content is usually about Lenny. It is true. I'm a little bit sad because oh, so 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 the uh, the Pacific Division team had an extra player, and that was because they weren't sure that Connor would be able to play because yeah. he was having some knee issues, and so they weren't sure he'd be able to play. So they brought in an, another player. I don't even remember who it was now. One of the Golden Knights, of course. Yeah, it was one of the Golden March Knights. March or so? I think it was March or so. March or so, I think so. Um, and so then I remember seeing this tweet while he's at the All-Star game, and I was like, oh my god, his knee, not the knee. I was like, no, Connor, don't play in the All-Star game if you're yeah. going to fuck up your knee. We need you. Yeah. Apparently, after and before and after the All-Star game, other games were played. I know, it's shocking. I did do my research, and I found out that the Trevor Zegers Michigan goal was before the All-Star game. Oh, like, okay. the week before. Against, uh, who else but the Montreal Canadiens. I did think it was beforehand, but I was not yeah. sure. I don't... I'm, I've never had a very good sense of time, and it's even worse during the pandemic. No, mood. I'm like... I'm like, I don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know what hour it is. I don't know what month we're in. I don't know what year we're in. How I old am I again? Don't know. Yeah. How old are you? I don't know. Somewhere in your 30s. Oh, called out. Called the fuck out. I'm the oldest person on out. this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> no, but speaking of the fucking Michigan, because Trevor Zegras, like, seriously, dude. He just, like, did it like flyby style against the Habs, and now they're they might even put it in NHL twenty three like the game. Yeah. yeah, so people are trying to do it in the current one NHL twenty two, yeah. but it doesn't have the capability for that move. So you have to like glitch it in order to get it to work properly, and they can't really like patch it. So yeah. um they're gonna they're talking about putting it into twenty three in the next edition. Which I think is really cool that it's just like it's gone so viral. Um, yeah. And that people are keep trying to do it in 22, but you, it doesn't have the capability. Yeah. So they have to like glitch the game in order to get it to work. But also. And people are doing it. Yeah, people are also trying it in real actual games. I can't remember which game it was, but uh, Johnny Hockey, we've talked about yes. him a couple of times already. He tried to dish again it to himself. So like he was behind the goal, flipped the puck over the goal and like tried to bat it in. It didn't quite go, but it was so cool. 
Like, imagine that going in. So uh, Trevor Zegers has been asked about his, like, how it's gone viral on social media, and there's all these clips of kids doing it, yeah. and he, he really likes it, right? But I also think it's kind of funny how other NHL players keep getting asked about it. So um, yeah. you'll see, I saw Darnell Nurse get asked about it the other day, and he said of something all like... Yeah, no, he said he said something. No, he got asked about the All Star thing, oh, the yeah. breakaway challenge, and he said like I think the blindfold was fake, which was really funny. Um, there was debate then, about that. Yeah, and then Matthew Kachuk got asked about um, oh like how do you think about Trevor Zegers' creativity and like the things he does? And he's like, oh, it's really cool, but I could never pull that off. The most creative I get is between the legs, which he did and again. Then later that night, he scores between the legs again. <laughs> Against Leonard again. Like, this is not mm -hmm. even the first time he did it to Leonard. I think last time Leonard was with the Islanders or something, like, or, or the Sabres. Like, one of the teams before, like, this might be, like, the second or the third time he did it to Leonard, specifically. <laughs> I just love him. It's fine. I just, like, seeing that, um, that damn commercial, like, there's nothing regular about Between the Legs. Between the Legs? If if there's something irregular going on between your legs, go see a doctor. Oh, I did see Brady try to do it the other day and it didn't work. And oh, then, Brady, um... Brady has tried it a couple of times. Like, I've been mm -hmm. watching a bunch of Sens games lately because, honestly, I think they're really fun to watch. And Brady's tried it a couple times and it just has not gone for him. Like, he, he yeah. had, like, a 15-game goalless drought anyway, so it was, like, nothing was going in. And he was like, let me get cute and fancy with it. Like, let me try to be my big brother. And it just didn't work at all. Game it was where he tried to score and then they the play-by-play -play guys were like, oh, he's trying to mimic his brother, but he had yeah. less success or something. And I just yeah. thought that was so funny. I just forgot what I was going to say. Now I remember. So Biz Nasty said after Brady failed to score, he was like, did Keith ever do that? I don't think he tried. I don't remember him trying to do that, the between the legs thing. And then they no. were like, no, we don't We don't think he did. Um, no, he probably would have gotten like slammed by Torts. I didn't even know where Torts was at the time, but Tortorella <laughs> would have appeared out of thin air and smacked him. So No, this was th that would have been the Don Cherry era. So Don <laughs> Cherry would have gotten there first. Oh boy, no! But I, I just, I, I love that kind of creativity from like Trevor Zegers, Matthew Pichuk, just doing like that weird, mm -hmm. doing the weird stuff, and like as, as long as it's... you know, they've been practicing it since they were kids. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. they watched hockey when they were kids, and then like, and so like the older players that kind of got drilled out of them, they were like, don't do that. But then the yeah. younger players coming up, you can see that they've been practicing this shit since they were like twelve in their driveway playing street hockey, yeah. and I just fucking love it. I mean, some of the older players do have um, other special powers. Um, um, Robin Leonard is going to end up on the on the wrong side of this again. Sorry, Robin Leonard. Um, Ovi shot uh, hit him in the mask, Ooh, and Ovi right, shot is so hard that it fucking broke his helmet, and he had yeah. to use and like he had to grab last season's helmet to finish the game. Because Ovi's shot is so hard that it literally, like, ruined his helmet and it couldn't be repaired at the time. Like, that is the power of the Russian machine. That <laughs> just... I mean, it may not be a between-the-legs goal. It might not be super creative, but it's terrifying. And I wouldn't want to get, like, in the way of that and block that shot. Like that No, would... I would not want to block an Ovi slap shot either. 
a couple nights ago, and we're recording this on like the 11th of February, um, hockey returned and everything was just bonkers. Oh, yeah. The Wild and the Jets that fight, there was a lot of fighting going on in that game. And, you know, a suspension for a knee to the head eventually, but... It was like, I I woke up that morning. I don't even believe in astrology, but I was sitting there like, something is fucked up, and we need to see, is the, is like the moon full? (laughs) Is Mars doing something? Something is Is weird. Is Mercury retrograde? I don't know shit about astrology. Mac is going to murder me for this, but yeah. Yeah, but I was like, something is messed up, because I thought it was just like one team, but like one game was wild enough, but then it just kept yeah. happening. Wild, insert the Steph counter uh-huh. here. Yeah. But also, like, I woke up because, like, I can't watch these games live because usually I can't because it's in the middle of the night. And then I woke up and I have like 15 DMs from you going, like, um, so, um, a bunch of stuff happened last night and we should talk yeah. about this on the podcast. And one of them was like the Wild versus Jets, the fight. And then the other was, uh, Brad Marchand does a yikes again well multiple um, multiple yikes in the same game multiple, actually yeah i was gonna say multiple um so we start with even before the game we oh, have this is, this committed is to this. uh bruins versus pens by the way for the people yeah so this is bruins versus pens and it's uh bruins are at home it's in the bruins arena and yeah. uh tristan jerry sees a pens fan in the crowd and he goes to toss them a puck i don't know if it would have worked because there's netting there and some people talked about that i don't think it really matters but he tried um he went to toss it and before it even went off his stick brad marchand skates by knocks it off and like kind of grabs the puck and skates off with it and tristan jerry like follows him and he's like what the fuck and then it's like dude i was trying to like give a kid a puck like come on yeah no it was a child it wasn't even just like an adult pens fan he was like i'm just gonna take this puck from a child yeah and then you saw it all over Twitter, and people were like, "Haha, this is so good!" And I was like, "Why?" The the child that is that might be crying now doesn't think that's good. Like, yeah, like I think I think it would have been funny if he had then given the puck himself, or if he'd yeah. given it to Tristan Jerry after yeah. again to throw it over again as like a kind of like haha moment. But like he didn't, so I'm just like, okay, so you just took it. Yeah, that's great. To be a good dick for you. Good for you. And then. Uh, the second dickish incident, which, um, like, we're not going to discuss the whole Crosby, Bergeron, concussion, whatever thing, but um, Crosby's stick broke, and Marshawn literally, like, in- obviously, like, interference penalty kept him from returning to the bench to get another stick. And it was just, like, it looked so childish. It looked like it should have been a penalty. It was just, like, eye-roll-worthy, and that wasn't even the worst part of it. Like, that wasn't even the worst part of the game for Brad Marchand. Then we get to the actual suspension-worthy incident this or is, incidents. I believe it's about five minutes left in regulation. And then... Um, like, a lot the of Bruins see... are down bad. They're not going to win yeah. this game. Like, the last time the Bruins were down that bad, uh, Brad Marchand was an absolute dick to Artemi Panarin. Like... This is what he does when the Bruins are losing and there's like two minutes left and like the final couple minutes in the game. He literally just hits Tristan Jerry in the mask. It was just... Punches him. I don't, well, maybe not sucker punches, but he... He, pu- he, he punches him he punches and then him. the refs yank him out of there and on the way out, he spears Tristan Jerry in the mask with his stick. Yep. 
because apparently he hadn't committed enough. Yeah. And uh, so uh, he, he, the uh, amount of suspension, I believe, dropped yesterday. So it, we know he's out for six games, and yeah. there were these quotes of him complaining about it. He's like, I don't, like, he said, I think this is too much for suspension. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you're a repeat offender. Like, he he literally passed somebody for the most amount of personal suspensions or something. Yeah, he has eight Who did he individual suspensions. Uh, Chris Pronger, I think. That's it. Yeah, thank um, you. He has eight now. Uh, Bar Down made a beautiful graphic about most individual <laughs> suspensions. It was great. Um, also, like, he's less than two months off his last suspension, I think, for a slew foot. So, like, it was gonna add up and whatever. I don't even want to get into that much, as much. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, the next game, the Bruins played, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, which is, like, the kind of, like, if you were, if you're the Bruins, you kind of want your big guys, your big guns, like Marchand, to be there for a game against the Carolina Hurricanes. He got suspended, and um, after making, like, he'd been making shitty Twitter comments about the Canes for a while, and then the governor of North Carolina got involved. <laughs> like, yeah. it was, I just died. I'm sorry. That was I just, good. That was I good. just love it when, like, random politicians get involved with like dumb sports feuds yeah like like joe biden is a flyers fan and i believe his uh, his wife is a capitals fan isn't she because i think is it i know i'm pretty sure they're both flyers Flyers, i thought i i've seen i think they've been to caps games because you know dc's but yeah no but i'm pretty sure they're flyers fans and um, i'm pretty sure barack obama was a blackhawks fan I'm I'm sorry um uh president mr president um the flyers suck this year yeah the Flyers um, suck this year. I'm sorry. No, I. The funny thing is that I remember it's the Flyers because there was something about Jill Biden posting something about her cat in the Flyers, and then somebody was like, "Ah, yes, they make them the new GM," and it was about the cat. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say no. Could it, could it be worse? Yeah, like, what is it worse than what we have? Um, we don't. We we don't know. But either but, way, um, like. Governor of, of North the, Carolina, well oh. done. Just I had to say that, yeah. You know it was good, but the the yeah. Bruins are down bad. Like they're de- Tuka Rask retired, they're down Bergeron, yeah. they're down Brad Marchand, and I'm like, I that sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry Mac isn't here because I know Mac would have had thoughts about Tuka Rask retiring. Yeah. Like honestly, that that's an amazing career. I may not be a fan of the Bruins, but I thought I guess it, he doesn't get that unlimited Bud Light now. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he got Bud Light for signing the contract, and then he couldn't quite, yeah, but, like, play. amazing career. I just thought or it was hilarious. Bud Light? How do those contracts work? Yeah. I, I think, I think that has to be renegotiated. Yeah. I uh, think my but... favorite Tukarask story, though, is from last season, when he, um, thought they were down one in the final minute so he yes. was like i'm gonna run to the bench and then they were tied yeah. and everyone was screaming at him to go back yeah they were like go back i love that i love that because that would be me yeah um i would just not be paying attention math who knows math um but i remember but that that night the wild the wildness of that night uh, was not over because there was also a really, really terrible high sticking call, possibly the worst high sticking call I have of ever all seen. Times. Um in Canucks versus oh shit, what was it? Canucks versus Uh I don't remember. God damn. 
it was a Canucks game. Let's just start with it was a Canucks game. I know game. it was Canucks. I don't remember the other team. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's um, fine. You start talking about the worst high-sticking call, and then I'll um, do my research. Yes, yeah, so the worst high-sticking call I have ever seen. So, I also don't remember who it was called against. Um, but Was they it Arizona? Him... I think it was Arizona. Yes, I think so. Um, I am and I it don't up. remember who it was called against, but essentially... His it was... Stick uh, got... Actually, I found it. Uh, oh, good. So in the third period of the uh, Arizona uh, Canucks game, uh, Tyler Mott was called for high-sticking against Jacob Chikrin. Yes. And um, what you and can see happen is that a different Coyote player, I don't remember which one, I think like, knocks his stick... Yeah, I don't know. Knocks his stick out of his hands, and it, like, bounces off, like, another player's knee, and then, like, rebounds into Chitrin's face. But he doesn't... He's not even holding on to it. Like, Mott like, isn't just, holding like, the stick. He lost yeah. it, like, five seconds ago. Yeah. There is no way you can expect him to be in control of that stick, and he still gets a two-minute high-sticking penalty for it. Yeah, so it definitely did hit Chitrin in the face, but it was also just, like, nobody was attached to the stick. Yeah. And the well, only re the reason that it was loose in the first place is because one of his own teammates hit it out of the Canuck player's hand. And so it was just and like... There, that, no penalty that for really that, by call. the way. No penalty for slashing the stick out of the hand. No, and instead like, they were like, you get high sticking because your stick went rogue. And, and like, with the, the state of the Canucks uh, penalty kill, that could have really ended differently. The mm -hmm. Canucks ended up winning the game 5-1, but that is has got to be the worst high sticking call I've ever seen. It is hilarious, yep. but it's also, it's just terrible. Yeah, but another um, another wild thing on the ice is uh, Tim Stutzla in his first fight <laughs> against Lagesson in his it, second fight ever. It's, it, sends, it sends Oilers, so it's like, it's Battle of Oilers. the Germans. Yeah, I should have said that. It, Battle of the Germans, baby. Um, mm -hmm. Which, as a European, I enjoy, because you get all this talk about how uh, Tim Stutzel looks up to Leon Dreisaitl and like wishes they could play together in the Olympics, and and then they play yeah, each other. And there's this really oh sorry, no, go, you you say the um, cute stuff first. There's this really cute um, Sportsnet commercial that I've been trying to get a clip of, but I haven't managed to, and I haven't found it online either. Where it's like uh, Oilers on Sportsnet, and then there's this clip of Tim Stutzel talking about Leon Dreisaitl. And he's like, I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, oh yeah, he's amazing. And I'm like, Wah. and I'm, I'm making very fun of your pronunciation in my head. It's fine. Just ignore me. Yeah, just you. You can interrupt me and correct it. Um, it's fine. But I, I thought it was really cute that they apparently texted each other. It said they were really excited to play on Team Journey Germany together. And I'm very sad that didn't happen. Yeah, and uh, apparently Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Timmy whatever we're calling him this week I know, uh, got a little frustrated maybe because of the olympics maybe because he'd been shut down on like four really great chances during that game and when his stick got stuck and lagus and pulling at it like it was i think they were tied at two like midway through the third period and jimmy was like i'm frustrated i've had four great opportunities i can't seem to score i want a gordy howe hat trick let's just start a fight it was the most pointless thing. He lost that fight so hard. He lost like, it so badly. He lost it so badly. That boy is not a fighter. He should never fight again. I did think again. he looked really good, though, with his eyebrow bleeding. Like, yeah. just, like, I think he looked good. That was um, me. That was me looking at that going, he is barely 20 years old. Yeah. And he's suddenly, like, bleeding over the eye. And he's, like, this 
I don't know. Something about that was just like, yeah, this is this is that that, um, like heroic movie moment where like the the guy gets redeemed and like fights for good. I don't know what it was, but it worked. No, I especially funny because. William Legison has only ever fought once before, and that was against Josh Anderson. So this was his second ever fight. And Tim Stutzel, um, Stutzler, yes, yeah, uh, he initiated it. So you could, they were like kind of pushing at each other. I think one of them was holding the stick, and then Jimmy just decided we're gonna fight now. And I was like, this is so weird. Of it was all just, the players, it was just the um, equivalent of of teenage girls having a slap fight, except yeah. Except and then like, o- I remember Euler's social media posted on Twitter. They were like fighting majors for uh checks notes, checks notes again. Tim Stutzel and William Legison. Yeah, I don't know if it was the Oilers or the Seds, but it was so funny. No, that was the Oilers. It was Twitter. the Oilers. Yeah, the Oilers yeah. social media tends to be funnier. The Seds are, are. They're doing well. Yeah. They used to be worse, but this season they're doing really well. So I think yeah. they, uh, I think they switched social I mean, media people. The, it's so the weekend social alone. media admin, if you are listening to this, you're doing a good job. I'm very happy yes, with you. Please give us, continue to give us the it's the weekend things because yes, that makes my fucking those. life. Oh, I just realized we get an. Is it Friday? Right, we get another one today. Oh sweet! Don't know whose turn it is, but sweet. oh, it should it should be dropping like right now. Oh. Um. We'll, 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 we'll pause <laughs> we'll pause recording um, now probably no, not we'll, we'll watch it after we record uh speaking of um, the oilers <laughs> sorry puff but tim so jimmy decided he was gonna get a gordy howe hat trick but he for some reason i don't think you should start with the fight especially when there's like 10 minutes left in the game and you're gonna get a five minute major and be out Nobody, for five like, minutes the thing is um, like the thing is, it was tied at two. There were ten minutes to go. You're playing the Oilers. You are currently the first line center for the Senators because mm-hmm. Josh Norris is out, and you fucking get into a fight. Like, honey, no, but the Oilers I can go it's... without Lagason for five minutes. The Sens yes. need you. No, but I, I just think it's funny that he. I, I like to think that he went. I'm getting a Gordy Howe. Yeah. But then he like Bra- didn't Bra- do Brady it right. can do it. So can I. No, but, like, I feel like if you're going to commit to the Gordy Howe, maybe don't start with the fight, and especially not that late. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe get an assist first, and then fight. But, so he missed a step. So he got an overtime goal, which I does think do think counts towards the goal portion, but he didn't yeah. get an assist, so he didn't get a Gordy Howe. But I like to think that he was like, I'm getting a Gordy Howe, and then he just Well, he should have decided that, you know, not ten minutes before the end of regulation. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. Sorry, Jimmy. Like, you, gotta, you gotta commit, dude. Yeah. Commit to the bit. Um, Speaking but yeah, of bits, about the oh, no, I, I had a different did. segue this time. Speaking of no, bits, go, go on. Goalie hugs. Goalie hugs. Goalie hugs. That was my. <clears throat> Hold on, give me some water. <laughs> my that's always for me. That's the most important bit after the game. Uh, goalie hugs. Yeah. And um... it's it's just homophobic when Sportsnet once again cuts off my damn feed before I get to see. Markstrom and Matthew Kachuk hugging because that is a highlight of the Flames wins. And yeah, no, I was watching Knights versus Flames and they did show them hugging. They showed the whole hug line, which I was so happy with. Yeah. And then right at the end, before Matthew Kachuk does the last hug, they zoomed out. And I was but like, those are always no. the best ones. I like, was like, last... why would you do this? I I can't remember which game it was, but 
uh, usually like like one or two of couple people before Matthew Kachuk gets to uh, Markstrom. Uh, Dan Vladar, the backup goaltender, uh, gets to Markstrom, and this time like Vladar was like the last guy to get there before Matthew Kachuk. So like, uh, Vladar and Markstrom are hugging, and Matthew Kachuk comes in. He's like, I'm gonna go hug Markstrom, and Vladar's like, I'll back off him. Uh, Matthew Kachuk's like, no, I want to hug both goalies at once, like the greedy bitch I am, and I love that for him. And then the Sportsnet feed cut it off yeah. right before they hug. You see Matthew like gesture for Vlad- Vladar, and then yeah. they cut it off. And I'm like, oh, Terry. Like this last, like the last trade deadline last season was not good for goalie hugs because you no. had Merzlikens and Felino got separated. You had Riddick and Matthew Kachuk because before he was hugging Markstrom, he like did the little bunny hop hug with David Riddick. Yeah, the, they basically did the Titanic. Where it was, Riddick it was, was like holding him it in was the air. The, it was like Titanic notebook, Dirty Dancing. No, I've had the yeah, time of my ti- life. Yeah, not Titanic. More, yeah, more like Dirty Dancing. It's like I've had the time of my <laughs> life. Nobody puts Matthew in the corner. Yeah, and just like trades kill the goalie hugs, and it's homophobic. That is all. This is not relevant to anything whatsoever, narrative-wise, but I thought his new suit looked really good. And I'm kind of mad that social media didn't show me the inside, because it looked like a really nice lining, and I wanted to see what it was. Hey, social media, also homophobic. Yeah, Yeah, so have social media, or Cole Caulfield, if you're listening to this, I want to see what the inside of that suit jacket looked like. Please get back to us. (laughs) Not in any kind of weird way, we just want to see the inside No, I just want to see the pattern! This is like this is a ace bitches night, y'all. Like we just yeah. want to see the pattern. I just want to see what the pattern was, because oh, did you see um, uh, the Talbot to go back to the All Star game? Did you yeah. see that the uh, Talbot twins? They had like little jackets with like yes. Cam Talbot pattern stuff on the inside. <laughs> yes, I was very Can emotional about this for no particular reason. Me as well. Yes. <laughs> But um, um, I still remember when they were born because Cam Talbot was the Oilers goalie at the time, yeah. and there was a picture posted of them with like these these child size but still way too big jerseys that said like Talbot or I know I, I think they said Dad. Yeah. And then like thirty two, and I was like, ah! I mean, that's just ugh. babies. I don't want kids, but they're so cute. Yeah, mood. Speaking of jerseys, by the way, we've had some really cool Lunar New Year jerseys over the past yeah. couple of weeks. Um, uh, I like the Devils one a lot. The Devils one was really good. Like, And then the <laughs> other one was Vegas, I think? Uh, Canucks also did it, I think. Uh, and Vegas as well. Am I, I wrong? The I thought there were something multiple else. teams. Oh, I thought the Canucks did it as well. No, I knew they had a special jersey, but I thought it was for something else. Oh. Either way, maybe, please maybe give us more it. special jerseys and allow us yeah. to actually purchase them. Uh-huh. Especially those uh-huh. poor people not living in Northern America who would love to own like uh, hockey fights, cancer jerseys, Lunar New Year jerseys, Pride jerseys. Uh-huh. I want a Pride jersey. The Vegas Pride jerseys were so. Oh, those were so nice. Amazing. I want like I want a Nolan Patrick Pride jersey. I also want a Jack Eichel Pride jersey. Even though he I was wasn't just about to say, yet. I want a Jack Eichel Pride jersey. I want a Jack Eichel Vegas Golden Knights jersey. Get on that. Yeah, like, I just Vegas want, Golden Knights. If you're listening. I want the, yes. the like the ridiculous gold one. Yes. With the C3, I C3PO really, helmet. 
I really enjoyed that Eichel signed with Vegas. Um, not only because obviously he gets to have surgery, but yeah. uh, he there was that video that gave me secondhand embarrassment, but didn't seem to bother him. Where he <laughs> like arrives at the airport and they have like this entire brigade <laughs> with like the showgirls and like yeah. the. And I was just like, oh, I would hate this. But he seemed to be having a good time. And I, I just like, think he loves that kind of stuff. Like, he's such a he's such a drama person. Like, I still remember yeah. there's that video from before the draft, where the 2015 draft, yeah. uh, like, the big, biggest guys went to the Everglades together. And he was just like, um, I, I'm not touching that snake. I don't know what those guys are doing over there. That's a wild animal. He's talking about alligators. He's like, all it takes is one hungry crocodile. No, one hungry alligator. It's like, so funny. That Jack Eichel is so snarky and sassy. And mm-hmm. like, I, th- I feel like Vegas might be a good fit. And also like to feel, to see like a team that wants him so badly. Because like, I think at the end, it didn't feel that way in Buffalo. I think it might not even have felt that way in the beginning. Because everyone in Buffalo, they were, they were tanking to get McDavid. And then they, they got Eichel instead. And they they made him feel like a failure for not living up to that, I think, yeah, for the longest I, time. And now he's in Vegas, is, and they want him so badly. Like, that's that's got to feel good. Um, But, you know, you do wonder, because I believe his surgery was already scheduled in Colorado, and then the uh, Sabres went back on it. So yeah. you do kind of wonder, like, what happened there? Were they mad at him? You know? Either way, shitty move. Glad he got yeah, the surgery. And he he's gonna be back soon. Like he's is uh, full contact jersey and everything. Yeah, I'm really excited I'm for that. Excited. I also really enjoyed the night social media posted this picture of a bunch of their players playing like pond hockey or something. Yes, and you could see him out there. He looks so happy. I yes. was like, Hi. I like on the one hand, I'm like, I really wanted Jack Eichel to come back for the Oilers versus Golden yeah, Knights I game. Like, I want my uh, uh 2015 or draft Sabres. narrative. Or for I the wanted Sabres. Or for Sabres, yeah. But also, like, I, I think it would be good for Jack Eichel to not return in a game that is immediately, like, this huge personal yeah. narrative, dramatic stakes. They're saying he might That's return true. in the game versus Colorado, which, oh boy. Yeah, he did say he thought he would be get get traded there, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. He said that he might, uh, he might go to Colorado, and as an Avs fan, I would have loved to see that. Not sure how we ever could have made that work with the cap and who we would have traded, but um, yeah, that would have been something. But then again, then you'd have Jack Eichel doing second line center because you're not, you know, you're not going to make Nate McKinnon play second line, do you? I mean, I mean, I don't know. He might be second line in Vegas too. I don't really know. I think he's going to know. Vegas has like the thing for Vegas is they they need that really good one C. Oh, gotcha. That that's why they got him. That's what what's what all the the blogs are saying. Mm. Okay. But I mean, they're gonna have to uh, do some some real LTIR magic, pull a Kucherov to make <laughs> that work. But uh, I mean, apparently Mark Stone now conveniently has had a back injury that has been bothering him since before this season. Which, you which know, just... honestly, like he has been in and out of the lineup with. No, uh, I'm sure it actually body... was bothering him, and now they now but they can like, be like, oh, now that oh, we have Eichel, you can take the time to let it heal. But I just do think it's funny that it sounds very convenient. Oh, it is very convenient. I'm I'm sure uh, Mark Stone will conveniently be healed in time for Game One of the playoffs. <laughs> this is uh, why this... I'm calling it a Kucherov. But speaking of acquisitions, yes. Uh, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna yeah. do this. 
Okay, so the context, context, poor Puff now has to talk about the Evander Kane acquisition. Please respect her her privacy and her pain in these trying times. (laughs) Well, because last week I said I will be very, uh, not last week, last Last episode, episode. I said I will be very upset if the Oilers sign Evander Kane. And I was listening to that episode back and I was like, of course it happened. I hope I didn't manifest it. Um... Uh, so I am conflicted because we did need depth very badly. I but don't know that depth... it's worth the price of him. Yeah, that not not even the monetary price, just all the the, the locker room price. With. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I do think that that locker room is not rock solid, and you don't want to throw him in there. No. Um, and. I forget which game it was. When recent one that we played, he he got like two, um, two kind of stupid penalties in the same game. Ugh. And uh, was it was it the Hawks game? Because like I saw oh, him. Oh, it was. I saw the end yeah. of the Hawks game where um I was yes, watching was this with a friend, and he was like pushing and shoving with Caleb Jones, uh, yes, Seth Jones, Lebron, a former Oiler, by the way, Caleb former Jones. Former Oiler. And whose um, uh, who's laundry bag I think I have. <laughs> yes, which we discussed in the, in the yeah. previous episode. But also, um, what started that was Evander Kane uh, taking a whack at Marc Andre Fleury for no apparent reason. Just I'm not impressed with him so far. No, he like scored. He, yeah, yeah, he scored, but like he scored in his first game bat with the Oilers, and he scored the first goal. And that was important because the Oilers have a problem with scoring first. They're often trailing. Yeah. Um, they often have to make up for it, and they're often coming from behind, which is a problem. Uh, so that was good, but I was like, I, mm, I don't know Anyone else? This. Anyone else? Anyone yeah, else? I, w- I... Yeah. And I, 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 he did say some stuff like, I want the fans to give me a chance. And I'm like, I feel like you had your 32 chances. Yeah, exactly. Like, this tired. is not your first, second, or third chance, dude. Like, yeah, we are far past that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think his talent is worth it. I don't even think he's that talented, so. I just, like, it's, it's so interesting because some people get chance after chance after chance and they don't seem to fix anything. Mm-hmm. And then you have on the other side, because like this is, I'm not sure if I talked about this last episode. Um, oh, I know what you're going to talk about, and I don't think you did. Austin Watson? Yeah, I was going to talk about yeah. Austin Watson. I'm a Sens fan, and like um, this was a couple of games ago. The Sens have this uh, bike helmet and sunglasses as their uh, player of the game award, and they look like safety first. It's super dorky. Like, this is what you get when you have Brady Kachuk as your captain. And um, I think it was uh, Tim Stutzlew who actually got to pick the player of the game that time, and he gave it to Austin Watson for being sober for three years. And they like they, this is a room with like very young guys overall. Like the Sens are a very young team with uh, a smattering of like vets like Austin Watson who have been through some shit and who are now like showing these kids like, hey. Um, it's always possible to, to change your life and turn around and do better. And then seeing everyone being like, well, Evander Kane is getting chance number 387. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, th- I saw this is not there. I saw this cute meme yeah. of Steve Dangle where he was like stacking cups with his son. And then it was like, ah, the Leafs building up Steve's hope in the franchise. And then his kid knocked the cups over and it was like the Leafs throwing all his hopes away. I did see that. That was excellent. I think Steve retweeted that or something. Yeah, he did retweet it. That's why I saw it. (sighs) That was very good. It was very true. It's just, I mean, like the Leafs are a very good team this year, obviously. Uh, Mitch Marner had an eight game goal streak that uh, ended in the game against the Flames. Sorry about that, Mitchie. Like, Mitch Marner also incredibly underrated. Everyone's like, oh my god, Austin Matthews, look at what Mitch Marner can do. Another dynamic duo, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like, ugh. And the abs have, like, I don't know, a dynamic top line at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and Kill McCarr. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, and... Landeskog and Mika oh, did, you, did you see, um... I forget which feed it was, but uh, Gretzky referred to... Was talking to Nathan McKinnon, and yeah. he referred to Kill McCarr as your partner. And I was yes. like, what is he what is going on here? Does he think Nathan McKinnon is a D-man? Do you think Kill McCarr is a forward? Wait, well, what? At, looking at Kill McCarr's like point totals, I wouldn't be surprised if people thought he was a forward. Yeah. The man has eighteen goals. Yeah, he hasn't he, scored he in a while. Leading, he's due. Is he the leading defenseman in goals? Goal or scored? Points? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Uh, I think Roman Yossi is at thirteen or something, and then Kill McCarr's at eighteen. And Kill McCarr uh, hasn't Barry even had a lot last season, but season. I don't think he's doing that hot this season. Who? Tyson Berry. Oh no, sorry. I love you, T Beauty, but I, like no. the, the Connor McDavid bump has kind of died off. It's okay. We still love you and your dog Ralph, even yes. if you have the creepy child room. Yeah, nursery. we've talked about this before, and we no. talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess while we're on Canadian teams, uh, Oilers. And while we're on while we're on Oilers with Tyson Berry, yeah. the Oilers finally fired Dave Tippett. Finally, 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 finally. I've been yeah. hoping for this for a while, and they <laughs> kept getting kind of close. And then they'd win a game, and then they wouldn't fire him. And then we lose yeah. a couple games, and people were like, "Oh, they're gonna fire Tippett." And then we'd win a couple more, and so we were just like stuck in this horrible limbo where they wouldn't fire him. <laughs> Puff has been screaming in my DMs about firing Tippett for ages. Yeah. And honestly, like, I thought I thought that last year's playoffs was gonna be it, like that three OT Me game too. where he literally just just oh, played I'm so mad about that. McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse the yeah. whole time. While Darnell Nurse's girlfriend was in labor with their yeah. first child. Yes, we will I never don't forget forgive that. you, Dave Tippett. And then um, yeah. He did him dirty. Yeah. I'm just I will Leave it at that because otherwise we will. This will not be appropriate no. content. But <laughs> um, just the just the like the tendency of like we're down. Let me just front load, put McDavid oh, and Tyson all together on a line, and yeah, ne- and then never that Oilers don't have any depth and they can't put anybody behind McDavid. And I'm like, that's because the coach is just like, oh, we're down. I'm just not gonna play the fourth line anymore. And I'm like, yeah. well, no wonder we don't have any depth because these guys are getting seven minutes a game. Yeah. Like, like Lamborghini Polini, yeah, who I love. McLeod, McLeod. Oh, I love who's, Clouder. Who is very, who is like tenacious, and like when the Oilers are down three nothing, look to McLeod to be the first to make something happen to make it three one. Mm-hmm. 
The um the only thing I would say is that with the I also think we have problems with the goaltending coach who I think they also fired. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, the one thing I would say that I did like about Dave Tippett is that he gave guys chances on the penalty kill and the power play, and I really liked seeing yeah. that. Like he would just throw McLeod out there when he was still pretty pretty much a rookie, and I was like, yeah. I love that. I love that yeah. you're doing this. But I do think he front loads, like you said. Um, I am really excited to see what Jay Woodcroft would do. Um, I, he, I'm, I'm excited to see what he'll do. I, the few times he has coached the Oilers already, I have really liked what I've seen. So uh, I'm excited for that. I was reading an article about him on The Athletic already, like uh, the, the uh-huh. seven Oilers who will get the biggest boost from uh, him being the coach. And like they mentioned Yamo, uh, Yamamoto, who was really good yes. in, in Bakersfield for him. And I think uh-huh. they mentioned Bouchard. They mentioned a lot of the younger guys. So I'm really excited to see like some of the, like see him make a change, maybe put Yamamoto on the power play a little bit more or yeah, just mix it up mix it up a little bit and see some of these like guys really break out um give me like a ton of really good yes content please and thank you because yes. i feel like he's due for another like five goals at least so i believe this is connor mcdavid's third or fourth coach in five years and then i believe this is uh ryan nugent hopkins 11th coach in 12 years which i found really funny because i love the idea that Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the quiet leader in the Oilers locker room, who I also love, is a coach killer. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. I would, yeah, look at Nuge. That, yeah, that's obviously the problem. That guy, guy. like that ethereal, fey looking fucker. That's yeah, the coach he, killer. I, I am seriously convinced he has some Dorian Gray p- portrait somewhere. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he just doesn't He's a natural. Yeah. And, also, like, the Oilers aren't even the only team to have fired their coach over the past few days. No, they're not. The Montreal Canadiens have finally fired their coach. And, like, I don't want to be a dick and say mean shit about the guy or whatever. But, like, with that record, it's a miracle he lasted that long. Except now yeah. the Canadians are paying three coaches. I did see this really funny tweet from one of the Habs reporters. I am very sorry I forgot his name. But uh, it was a quote from Josh Anderson where he said, A lot can happen during a two-hour nap. I fell asleep, and then uh, Ducharme was fired, and I woke up, and I had ten missed calls. <laughs> I mean, I like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wish I wish amazing stuff like that happened during my naps. Yeah, I know, right? I just wake up, and sometimes I have people screaming in my DMs. So, usually um, about good is things. Is it me? Sometimes yeah. not always. It's it's what? usually me. It's fine. No, usually I'm napping while you're asleep. Yeah, or like this this will absolutely happen. Like I will be asleep and then I'll wake up to like fifteen messages from Puff being yeah. like So this happened in this game and you need to see this and Matthew Kachuk scored another between the legs goal and I knew you'd want to see that. So she knows me and loves me. I uh, know there was uh I believe I forget which game it was, but one of the Senators games, Brady Kachuk didn't get a hat trick, and then did get a hat trick, and then didn't get a hat trick. And so I was, like, trying to update Iris. I was like, Brady Kachuk got a hat trick. Never mind. <laughs> and I literally responded with, like, oh, no, don't worry. That was Matthew Kachuk, like, frantically messaging the league, going, like, my little brother cannot get a second career hat trick before I get my second career hat trick. So it's, yeah. 
That would be peak little sibling shit. Let's be real. No, I didn't watch that game, but I was like looking at the NHL app. Yeah. And it was funny because I w- I remember that they showed two Brady Kachuk goals, and so then I and it was like four something sins. Yeah. And so I looked at it later, and I was like, oh, like I'm just gonna keep refreshing, and I want to see if Brady Kachuk gets a hat trick. Yeah. And then the fourth goal changed to Brady Kachuk, and I was like, oh, he gets a hat trick. That's weird. Because and then the they took goal- it back. Because the fourth goal was never going to be Brady Kachuk. That was like, he wasn't even around for that one. I watched that game later, by the way. Yeah. That was, I think Chris Tierney, like, g- turnover and just bam. But I don't know what happened there, but they, they were like, yeah, he's they were a up for nothing. They were up for nothing like, and they what? managed to hold on for a 4 3 win yeah. against Carolina. Um, that got close. Carolina Kryptonite. Honestly, the sentence are Carolina Kryptonite. They have gotten five out of a possible six points out of that season series and no one thought that would happen i think uh i think it was formanton alex formanton uh number 10 on the sense who has it has like four of his goals have come against carolina all against um anti-ranta <laughs> oh um but speaking of canadian team yeah uh management changes i don't know what you call it personnel changes yes uh the canucks have hired a female assistant gm which i'm yes. excited for and i have only heard good things about her i'm excited to see what happens yeah there's there. so many cool stories like i don't know enough about the canucks organizations or me either sadly about the person they hired but i do think it's really important that more uh, organizations have like are committed to being a bit more diverse or like really picking the right person mm-hmm. for the job and not just recycling the same old candidates looking at I you am, chicago blackhawks uh, <laughs> yeah they're, they're thinking of hiring peter Torelli, so have fun with that if that goes through no you're gonna really enjoy that one i'm not um, enjoying anything about um that front office right now i'm enjoying no, Derek I mean, king as the coach like mm-hmm. absolutely i like him he's funny yeah, he's a funny guy. He doesn't put too much pressure on them. He's really like working on the development of some of some of the younger players too. Like even though he's just an interim coach, he probably won't be there. So that's good. That's I like that. But, but like the rest of that meaning, organization, he's not a coach. But I'm always excited when he talks to the media because he just seems so even keel. And I'm like, you have a really good sense of what's actually like important. Yeah. Which is like rare in the NHL. Speaking of things that are are actually important, I have a couple of like really lovely feel good stories that I wanted to I share on the pod. I was just thinking of that. Yeah, um, go for it. There's a couple of them actually. Some one that came out today. Um, the Avs, my lovely, lovely Avs. Um, a, a couple games ago, they uh, the Avs have this thing where they uh, they give the game puck to the MVP. So in the locker room, the last game's MVP uh, gives it to this guy. And I think it was Miko Rantanen who was like, no, this time we're going to give it to our assistant equipment manager who's having the best day of his life because uh, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. It was just really nice. And today they posted the video of their next uh, win and of their assistant equipment manager and he got to give the puck to Darcy Kemper and it was all really lovely. And then a couple hours later, uh, a tweet was released saying that the Avs uh, treated this guy to like tickets to the super bowl so like tickets flight hotel the whole thing like that's thousands of dollars worth of shit like they all pitched in the entire team pitched in to get this guy to i think la and get him to the super bowl that is like it's so sweet 
And it's like, this is an assistant equipment manager. The guy is not going to be able to pay for that or like he's going to have to save up for that forever. Tickets run out really fast. And just it's it's just heartwarming to see um, teams like really supporting their staff like that. So the final game that we are looking forward to to go back on track. Yeah, sorry, um, we just had to get our, our, our Larkin uh, Wierenski moment in there. Yeah, but to make it easier for Mac to maybe edit this later, I will just start all over yeah. again as if we did not have a segue in the middle. <laughs> um, So the other game we're looking forward to is the return of Jack Eichel. Hopefully a revenge Well, we're tour. hoping, we're hoping, hoping it'll be the return of Jack Eichel. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. If, if like, at, the good. abs are, are playing Vegas on the 16th, um... Even if Jack Eichel doesn't end up returning for that game, Abs versus Vegas is always like a really, uh, real. It's gonna be a really good game because it's a uh, like uh, revenge for the playoffs last year, the second round where the Abs once again lost oh, in the second round. You're right. And um, but to add Jack Eichel possibly on top of that because uh, so far what everyone's been saying is they're eyeing the Colorado game. It's a home game for Vegas. Uh, they're eyeing that as the return to I think it's a home game for Vegas. Correct me if I'm wrong. Turn but, of the King. Yeah, like return of the like Night Jack. Like No, uh, I was just thinking of Lord of the Rings. Sorry, you started saying it in my brain. Yeah. yeah. I have ADHD, which we've said like four times. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> this is like we're super neurodivergent today. It's fine. Yeah. No, but not like Avs Vegas should be a very good narrative anyway. But to add Jack Eichel to that, I I kind of yeah. can't wait. Like and I am a of, huge uh, Avs fan, and I don't want yes. my team to lose. But also, I just really want Jack Eichel to do well. I know. Like speaking of like you you mentioned Evander Kane and the Sharks, and it feels like X's yeah. with Valentine's Day. I <laughs> yeah. want Jack Eichel to tear it up, and then he makes the Sabers feel like that X that they were like, why did I ever let them go? The one yes. that got away. I want I him to get like a full on a Timo Meyer five. Was it Timo Meyer who got the five goals? I don't know. I think it. I think so. Yeah, I want Jack to do that against Buffalo. Yes. Just honestly, that's what I want, and I want some of them to have been assisted by Nolan Patrick because that's my secret like agenda. That. Because the uh, the second overall revenge line. Yeah, I'd like. I I just like the idea of like the second overall club. With the two of them. Yeah. I don't know if there are any other second overalls on Vegas, but... Well, then they both have that kind of, like... Sorry, guys. They have that resting bitch face. Yes. So I just really enjoy that. And I'm just like, yeah. Like, I just enjoy matching them in a room together. Uh, I yeah. don't even know if they talk. They might not be friends, ever. But I just like to imagine that energy in the same space. No, but they were uh, recently... Um, the uh, Golden Knights were practicing, and like uh, this was before the Oilers game. So they had the four lines that they were rolling with in the game, and then they had the fifth line of like the extras, and it was a Nolan Patrick, Jack Eichel, and someone else. So they were on a line together, and I was just living for it because I'm like, this is my narrative. This is like the second overall bitch club, you know? Like both gotten dumped by the teams who who drafted them, and now they're at this in this new team together. I feel like there's a narrative there, yeah. guys. Me too. Oh I would my god, to see it. they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. They are teammates. They are teammates. 
so I'm not a f this is this is a personal beef. I'm not a fan of how the uh, Vegas Golden Knights Twitter does the emoji lines because I feel like you need a like a uh, you, you a yeah you need a guide handle. to yeah. decipher it. Um, but uh, I am excited to see what emoji Jack Eichel will yeah. have because I think they pick their own emojis. So I'm excited to see what he ends yeah, up. Yeah, they I think they like a like limited choice. Um, I know Noel Pats is the the four leaf clover. Because yeah, Patrick. no, I think they do get a cho choose, but I assume that they that the uh, certain the, ones are vetoed, yeah. just so that they're like, yeah, you can't have the eggplant emoji. Um, oh, damn, Jack would yeah. try. You know, he would. That would be funny. I would yeah. like that. Some of them are like brilliant finds. Like, um, yeah, I think Coglin has a little cog. Oh, that's cute. Um, I didn't know that. Some of them are really good. And Mark Stone obviously has a stone. Some mm -hmm. of them are like, uh, I think Riley Smith is an apple. Yeah, there's Riley, like uh, one of them is a Smith hut. Apples. One of them is like a little building, and his name is like Hut or something. Hutton, yeah, Hutton. Hutton, yeah, that's it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm like Brett Howden has bread, which is like no, yeah. you can't have that because that's Andrew Mangiapane. That's the only bread I will accept. No, uh, or Panarin. No, sorry. No. No, because no. Andrew Mangiapane has finally scored out, figured out how to score at home. Andrew Mangiapane no, but wasn't Art has finally figured out. Men? Yeah, he was, but like I have a bias. It's fine. Oh, okay. So you're, he's been usurped. I respect that. Yeah. Okay. No, because like, um, I think uh, Mangiapane had like the the league lead for road goals, and now he's finally scoring yes. at home too. Yeah, no, they actually made a joke about that because I was watching Knights versus Flames, and they uh, the play by play guys were like. They were like joking around, and they were like, "Oh my god, can he do that? Can he score at home?" I mean, apparently he can. He's apparently, been he's done it like three yeah. times in the past couple games. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's all we're looking forward to, I guess, to wrap it up. So thank you for listening to this episode of Oh my God, they were teammates. Oh my God, they were teammates. Uh, we will see you next episode on whenever the fuck we record that. I don't know when that will be. Uh, this has been the February 11th episode, 2022. This uh, has been the Puff and Iris spinoff episode, and hopefully yes. next time we will um, have uh, Mac and or Steph back, and uh, maybe a quick visit from our intern. We, we You just don't know. But uh, this yeah. has been fun. Um, we wish Mac the best of luck editing our, uh, I think, yes. two hours of rambles to Yeah, that, that was not podcasts. all that connected. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> At least we my thought, voice is pleasant to listen to. Yeah, we 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 you know we think we're awesome, so that's the most important part. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, since it's so now two a.m. Europe time, I will call it. Yeah, a night. I, I need to have dinner so soon. So good night, Iris. Good night. Thanks for Puffy. staying up for me. For you always, you know that. Oh. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wait, I gotta close Craig. It was beautiful. Like I I love their narrative. I really do. Yes.
And oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> yes. They're not teammates. They were teammates and roommates they at were the time. They were teammates and roommates. Teammates and now and they're roommates. neither, which is sad. But... Yeah, now it's kind of sad. Um, well, no, they, they're they not even in the same division, are they? No, they're not. Because one's the Blue Jackets and one's the Red Wings. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but in division? Those are not in the same Wait, division. Wait, are those? Are... God damn it. I'm gonna... I don't know. They're both in the East. I know which, they're both in the East. Which is weird to me because Columbus doesn't feel like the East No, to it me. doesn't, does it? Okay, let's see divisions. Uh, nope, They are the in same. different divisions. Yeah, Atlantic yeah. and Metropolitan. Blue Jackets is in Metro and uh, the Blues are The Red Wings are, in... are Atlantic, yeah. Yeah, Red Wings are Atlantic, yeah. I was like hoping for like a, a teammate reunion at the All-Star game, but sadly no. Yeah. It's okay. We'll, t- we'll take what we can get. Yeah. But, uh... Okay. Uh... Oh, I'm pointing away from my mic. You should not do that. I forgot <laughs> where my mic was. So I'm talking over here. That doesn't help anybody. No. Um... Okay. Uh... Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. OMG, they were teammates. OMG, they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, <laughs> that was delightful. That's just for Mac. No, but, and the other thing is, is that you look at all these other big teams, and they have duos, so you're like yeah. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, and then there's Claude Giroux and who? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you have your, your Backstrom Ovechkin, like, yeah. the, pass, oh, I the passer, them. yeah, Mac would murder <laughs> me if I didn't say that, but like, no, but like, the passer <laughs> and the, the goal scorer, that's the, mm. that's, that's that, you know, you have... 
I think that would have been a good fit for the, the, the Giroud. Because Giroud is more of a backstrom. He makes the plays. Like, he's not necessarily, like, a pure goal scorer. He can be. Oh, I lost Puff. It's fine. I'm going to talk about Claude Giroud some more, because that's how I roll. Um, so Claude Giroud <laughs> is not necessarily a pure goal scorer. He's, like, a playmaker. He's the guy who sets up the other guys for, like, really uh, cool goals. And I think we have Puff back, so that would be good. Uh, not sure yet, because I can't hear or see her yet, but I think we do have a puff. Speaking, <laughs> I'm just gonna continue my Claude Giroux rant, it's fine, but he like, he's the setup guy. He makes the plays, he sees the ice really well, it's very backstormy. Until now, like, a lot of the guys he's played with have also been uh, setup guys. Like, you have Sean Couturier, who's a very good hockey player. Uh, who's also a center, who's also like uh, a Selkie Trophy winner, Sean Couturier, uh, not this past season, the season before that. So like, these are like a very different brand of players, and if you, you put a Giroud with, with someone like Ovechkin, so like the more, the best comparison on the current Flyers would be Joel Farabee or Cam Atkinson, who are like goal scorers, that would have been a completely different career for Giroud, and I think they might have won, won a cup or, or two if you give Giroud like a dynamic duo partner like even um even the flames now have um, for for this year uh, duos have combined oh, on the most yes. goals matthew kachuk and uh johnny Gaudreau. yeah when i was watching uh oilers versus whoever we last played Eight. i think blackhawks yeah um they showed this graphic that was like the most combined it was either points or goals i don't remember and uh combined Connor for the McDavid. most goals i think yeah yeah and Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl and uh matthew kachuk and jonathan goudreau jonathan, jonathan goudreau i love that <laughs> johnny goudreau uh they they were both tied at 32 for the most yeah well so, you know it was last... oilers broadcast they put them on top <laughs> yeah no the last version i saw actually had uh uh johnny goudreau and matthew kachuk on top like actually more oh. than that doesn't um, surprise me because they had the shutout and then uh, Oilers did not have yeah. the shutout. No, because um, <laughs> the Oilers shut out the Vegas Golden Knights and then they also beat uh, Toronto 5-2. Uh, to two. So, mm. that was a you wild mean, game. You mean the Flames? I think you the said Flames? the Oilers. Oh god, yeah. The, sorry, the Oilers got shut out by the Vegas Golden yeah. Knights. The Flames shut yes, out the Golden did. Knights and then beat the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, sorry, Steve Dangle. <laughs> 